Wow, friend, I just received the shortest question ever in all my years of ministry. It's pretty short, two words, but the answer could be quite wide. Okay, here it is. Why Jesus? Why Jesus? Question mark. Welcome to the Friendly Rev podcast, where we grow in Christian spirituality without being bogged down by church politics. I'm a full-fledged minister without a church, and I love to give sincere, easy-to-understand answers. I never judge, and I don't exclude anyone. I would love to be your friendly rev. My name is Etienne Lesage. Let's have a chat. Hi, friend. It's so nice to connect with you again. Well, I know that I cannot see you, but I still think it's a privilege that you give me some of your time. I'm so glad we found this medium to be able to cultivate our spirituality together without necessarily asking you to come to church. I promised I would never do that, and I I'm keeping to my word. Well, of course, if you're interested by the church experience, by all means, go. But with me, it's not necessary. That's what I wanted to do with this podcast, to connect with you wherever you are, because that's also what God wants. And when I was a minister in church, one of my favorite activity to do with people, especially with prospective new members or people who have been there for a long time is to just open up the floor for people to ask me any kind of question they ever wanted to ask to a minister and with a promise that they wouldn't get judged or be told that their question is stupid. I love to know what my people were really preoccupied about because I think we can all teach each other, especially with our questions. Often somebody will ask a question that you care about, but for some reason you're too shy to ask. Some people would make it a friendly sport and just saying, Yay, I managed to puzzle the Rev with a really tough question. Ha! Because when I said, yikes, you're throwing me a very good curveball. I'll have to think about it and get back to you. Oh, they were so proud of themselves. <laughs> and today's question is one of those questions. And I had to think about it for a few days because when it comes to spirituality, it's really, really easy to give long-winded answers. But when you promise people that you will give them short, easy-to-understand answers, you go like, oh, how am I going to simplify that complicated answer? And that's fun. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm not making any profit with this. I'm not growing any church with this. I just want to communicate with you. So please go onto my website at www.friendlyrev.com. Sign up for newsletters and future blogs, but also send an email about your questions. I really want to communicate with you. Okay, let's do this. Why Jesus?
I don't have much information about who's asking. If it's um, a fellow a scholar or a fellow minister, then they would expect me to prepare thoroughly to answer this question and back my ideas up with um, Bible verses, um, historical documents, uh, other people's theses, um, what we've learned from social sciences. But I don't know for sure who I'm talking to. And let's say that it's Mr. Smith that is asking on the sidewalk in a short conversation. Hmm. Perhaps myself, I would ask him, for starters, what do you think the gospel is about? I think most people who do not live in the church or are not in Bible college all the time would say that the gospel is about the life of Jesus and, more importantly, his atrocious death. Now, how can uh, how can such tragic story embody good news? The good news is not the cross. The good news is God's work of salvation in the life of his children. Now, God saves and he wants to save humans. God did so in biblical stories and he wants to do it now and in the future. The good news is that God did it for Jesus and he will do it for us too. But save from what, we might say? <laughs> well, in Bible stories, we see God saving and delivering individuals and also collectives from slavery, despair, injustice, oppressors, drowning, diseases, troubled spirits, over and over. And God still wants to help today. Somehow from the beginning, people would always end up separating themselves from God, acting as if God didn't exist or as if God's love was not there, as if they did not need God's help. In our book, this kind of behavior is what we call sin. Sin is simply a big disconnection from God. It's acting as if we're not part of something bigger with God. That separation from God, of which we are often responsible, we can feel its impact on many dimensions of our beings and of our societies. We know we need to do better. We know, like many authors in the Bible, that we need to purify that. But we cannot do it alone. God has been trying to do that with his people over and over. But seeing that we were just not getting it, God sent Jesus, which is also a part of him. Jesus was a great teacher, an awesome miracle worker with God, sharing much love and joy, but also would not accept any BS. And his teachings were disturbing to those who had more power. So they tortured him and they killed him. Some theologians have tried to explain or make sense of his death. You know, what good did it accomplish in his world and how does it impact our lives? And they came up with a few theories that are called theories of atonement, which we can talk about if you're interested. Just drop me a word and I can make an episode about that. But the essential of the good news shines in the resurrection of Jesus, not the cross. 
In resurrecting Jesus, God said his last word. God said, no to violence, no to hatred, no to fear, no to sin. Yes to love and yes to life. And that last word from God aligned with what God always wanted to do. Jesus' faithfulness, even in front of what looked like the most terrifying thing, allowed the last chapter of God's plan to start. And it preserved the credibility of everything that Jesus thought. Because it was true. God keeps his promise with his people. And that's good news. And we tell that good news so that people can rejoice and be reassured. It allows us to identify with Jesus who has suffered like us, if not pretty much more than us, and was resurrected. Despite everything that is not good, our story will end like this. He lives. Faith and hope in that salvation, that's what gives us more confidence and more strength and more meaningful motivation. We can work with assurance for a better world without fearing that our lives would be um, a series of effort made in vain or towards nothing. Even if we sin, even if we disconnect ourselves from God, even if we do not act with love many times, even if God probably does not always approve of our anti-loving behavior, God's plan of salvation with Jesus still considers that we are worth being saved. Now that's big. God is not saying, I'm so mad at my children to hell with them. I will only be satisfied if someone worthy pays for this. No. It's more like God would rather say, I cannot abandon my children. I love them so much. I have to save them, even if it kills me. Our resurrection is a promise from God. So, you know how much we humans don't like the anxiety of the unknown. Well, the gospel of salvation gives us an extra card up our sleeve. We know the end of the story. He lives. She lives. They live, and so will we, if we believe. It's immensely powerful, friend, if you allow this to touch your heart. So why Jesus? To remind us of that incredibly powerful truth, and for us to remember that we are part of that power. And then, of course, I would leave Mr. Smith with another question. If you gave that good news a chance, a real chance, how would it change your choices and your actions for today and tomorrow? Because this is where it starts. It's that approachable. It's that easy to reach right now. If you can't imagine right now what it would change for you, that's okay. You can borrow my faith just to try the exercise and pretend or imagine 
you are able to use your imagination. God's creativity always expresses itself through our imagination first. So, I'm asking you again. Nowadays, we behave and we make choices that are informed by the anxiety of not knowing the end of any story, whether it's a small one or the big one. If you knew the end of the story, which is love and life, love and life, how would it change your choices right now? What would you hope How would you give a chance to that hope? Where would your time go? What would you tell yourself when you remember that during an anxious period? These are just starting questions to help you answer that two-word question for yourself with the own light and angles that is brought uniquely by your own life. Why Jesus? You can tell me if you'd like. Send me an email. Go onto my website. Or, well, at least, this is the kind of conversation that God loves. Just sit down quietly with God and see where it takes you. And until next time, my dear friend, know that you are blessed. You've been listening to the Friendly Rev podcast with Etienne Lesage. Subscribe to this podcast and stay informed about new releases. You can contact me on my website at friendlyrev.com. Your feedback and your questions will inspire future episodes. I'm looking forward to it. See you soon, friend.